Let's take a look around the Pac-12 South. Heck, even the entire Pac-12 Conference with football, see where everything stands. But let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, Arizona football so far, we've talked about it. Mostly good, a very good performance against San Diego State. I would dare say a great performance against San Diego State. Then against Mississippi State, obviously Arizona a little bit tougher of a time, but the margin for error that we talked about is definitely there, and there is a much stronger margin for error than there's been in years past, which is something that I think that we definitely need to keep an eye on. But I figured let's go around the conference a little bit. Let's look where everybody stands in the Pac-12 South and – Heck, maybe even the entire Pac-12. All right. Now, let's start, I guess, with the people in enemy territory, the ASU Sun Devils. All right. ASU is – ASU to me is – all right, I'm going to be honest with you. They're a little bit better than I thought they'd be, but they're still not very good. I like their defense. Um, I think their defense is actually fairly solid. Um, Linebackers, especially strength of the team, pretty good. Um, the running backs that they have, especially uh, X Holiday, he's fantastic. Um, Daniel Engada is in there as well. We all know that, but um, the running ba- game is going to be something that they're going to certainly have to be able to hang their hat on. But I don't know after that though what exactly they're going to be able to do because Emory Jones can't pass. That is the uh, that's an issue because um, in the Pac-12, especially you're going to have to be able to pass the football. And there is absolutely no indication that um, he can do that. There really wasn't much of an indication last year at Florida of this either. I mean, heck, if you uh, – set, or I believe it was uh, 20 touchdowns, 13 picks or something like that. But if you take out the game against like McNeese State or Morgan State, it was 17-13. And you could tell too in their first games against NAU, you, then you could tell in their game against uh, – excuse me, against um, Oklahoma State, that the passing game just ain't there. You know, there's really no other way to put it. The passing game just isn't there, which is certainly going to limit ASU's potential going forward. So we'll see how that plays out. But right now, I think that Arizona's a better football team than ASU. Again, ASU could certainly win that game, but I like where Arizona stands. I like how they match up right there. Um, Now, let's move to Colorado. Um And again, as an Arizona fan, I'm not really making fun of Colorado too much because uh, Arizona has certainly been there before. But Colorado is probably the worst Power 5 team in uh, college football. Um, There's not much to say. I mean, every single game is probably going to be a massive destruction. And I don't look for that to really change, to be honest with you, going forward. I think that that's pretty much the way that it's going to be. I fully expect... Arizona to be able to beat Colorado. And honestly, I expect Arizona to be able to beat Colorado fairly easily that um, I look at that. I look at the schedule and I think to myself, that's a win right there. That's a game that Arizona should absolutely be able to win. And I expect them to be able to do just that. Now 
let's look at some of the other teams then, because then it gets a little bit more complicated right there. I just named the uh, two teams that uh, Arizona matches up uh, best with. Then let's get to Utah. Uh, first game of the season was difficult for Utah. They end up losing to Florida by a score of uh, 29-26, I believe. First game of the season. Um, that's one of those games, though, that I think if Utah were to play them later in the season, that Utah probably ends up winning that game. But they didn't play them earlier in the season. They played them the first game, and Utah lost. But then they come back and they beat Southern Utah 73-7. to We've been through this before. Utah is going to be solid all season long. There's no doubt about that. There's This is going to be a team that is going to be right there till the uh, till the very end. And if there's anybody that's going to be able to knock off USC in the South, it's going to be Utah. I don't th- again, I don't think that there's really any ifs, ands, or buts about that. That's kind of where it is. Uh, Kyle Whittingham is one of the handful of best coaches in college football. And I said that one of the handful that you can't name me 10 better coaches in college football than Kyle Whittingham. That's how good he is. And that's, you know, he's just a difference maker. As long as he's there, uh, Utah is going to be a problem for teams. Um, UCLA then, Chip Kelly. Came into the season with a little bit of that, uh, you know, a lot of people wondering, is UCLA going to be able to take that next step? Is UCLA going to be able to get uh, – um, is UCLA going to be able to uh, make that next move? And we're going to find out this year. Chip Kelly returns a lot of starters. He brought in uh, brought in some nice grad transfers. And, um, you know, again, you got your quarterback in there. It's year, uh, you know, you're in year four or five with Chip Kelly. He should be able to uh, he should be able to put a good product out on the field. It's hard to tell because again, you've only played two bum schools. Uh, you know, Bowling Green got off to an early lead, but then UCLA came back and clobbered them. But who really knows there? And then USC. I don't think that there's any doubt that uh, USC right now is the best team in the conference and USC is going to be problems for people this entire year, this entire uh, next year, to be honest, because as we all know, you know, and it's, you know, you're just looking at the numbers right here. As we all know, this is a team that uh, is absolutely loaded in talent up and down. Caleb Williams is one of the most talented quarterbacks in all of college football. He's got a plethora of options around him. He's got Travis Dye, the Oregon transfer in at running back. Then you look at the receivers. You got Jordan Addison. You got Mario Williams. I mean, it's really kind of a, uh, it's kind of a comedy of riches right there that he's got going on. And, um, I expect, I thought when Lincoln Riley was hired, it was going to change things dramatically immediately. And it, and it has now, again, you still need to be able to get better in the trenches. I think that we've seen so far with USC that maybe one of the few questions that you do have is not at all the speed or the skill. That's never going to be a question when it comes to USC. The question is always going to be, where is, uh, you know, are you good enough in the trenches because USC at its peak is more than good enough in the trenches. But you look at the Clay Helton, you look at the Lane Kiffin, the Steve Sarkeesian teams, and those teams, quite frankly, just weren't good enough in the trenches. And that's really kind of what it comes down to right there. Um, I do look at it, and I think to myself that um, SC is clearly the best team in the, uh, in the conference. I don't know that they're going to win out. Um, but I also look and I don't see anybody in conference is probably going to beat them with po- the possible exception of U- uh, Utah. I think pretty much every other team right there is a little too talented. Now, how does Arizona match up there is maybe what you're asking. Mike, how does Arizona match up? 
all right, well, let's talk about how Arizona matches up. Um, with Arizona, or with Arizona State, Arizona, in my opinion, can clearly beat Arizona State. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. Um, now, again, Arizona's not to the point where they're, you know, significantly better than other teams. So Arizona could clearly lose that game. But this is a game that Arizona could definitely win. Colorado, I expect Arizona to win, and I expect them to smash. If they don't smash Colorado, then there's a lot bigger problem at play here than – or maybe Arizona just isn't quite as good as some of the other people – or, you know, people like myself thought because you should be able to – you should be able to absolutely pound them, to be honest with you. Um, I do think that uh, this is going to be a team that uh, is going to – in Arizona – they're going to sneak a win on somebody that nobody really has a nobody really has uh, an idea on who they're going to beat. Again, I don't see them beating USC, but I could see them beating UCLA. Again, I don't see them beating Utah. I think Utah is too difficult of a matchup at this stage in the game. But who knows? But there are wins to be had in the South. Um, you'd like to get at least two wins in the South. If you could get three somehow, that would be absolutely fantastic. But I think Arizona can absolutely get two wins in the South. Now let's look kind of at the rest of the conference then. And you know, where Arizona matches up some of these teams, Arizona's going to play some of them. They won't, but again, let's just see how they match up. Uh, first Washington state, Washington state got a really, really nice win against uh, Wisconsin. Big win. You also saw that this was a squad uh, against um, Wisconsin that was able to win with a variety of different uh, uh, angles in play. Cameron Ward has not been great. Uh, so Washington State fans, you can miss me with all the Cameron Ward talk. Uh, this was another game. One touched, what, one touchdown, two picks, um, you know, not very many yards through the air. But he did enough to get him to get a win, and he made some clutch plays down the end. There's no doubt about that. But watching Washington State, I firmly believe that Arizona can beat Washington State. I have uh, no doubt about that whatsoever. Um, you look then at Washington, and we've talked about it with Washington again. Uh, the talent, the the talent disparity from when Chris Peterson had it at its apex to where it is now is significant. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, when you watch the Chris Peterson teams back in the day, they were big on both lines. They had running backs and they had decent enough receivers and solid quarterback play. That's pretty much gone now. Um, there's, you know, you watch it and you watch uh, Washington now and you think to yourself, man, they're only like five or six years removed from the college football, you know, playoffs. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of, it's, what you're looking at right now. Um, Arizona can beat both of those teams. Not saying they will, but if you're Arizona, you'd like to be able to, I think you'd like to be able to win or at least get a, at least get a split from the Washington schools, because I think that that's more than, uh, I think that's more than possible to be honest with you. Then you look at it and I think to yourself that um, California team that is absolutely beatable you can beat you can beat them and honestly i don't think that there's any doubt that you can beat them um i do like the ability though of uh california i like justin wilcox i think he's put together a good defensive staff i think he's put together pretty much a solid program i don't think they're going to get over the hump though um but that's a game though that arizona can win 
And between California and Colorado, well, not Colorado anymore because you need to win that. You'd like to be able to sneak that California game for sure. Arizona doesn't play Stanford this year, but I've never been a huge David Shaw fan. Um, I think his style of football is a little bit – I think it's a little bit archaic, to be honest with you. Um, You know, I guess it works if you have an Andrew Luck or, you know, a a guy like that. But they haven't had that in quite a while. And um, I think that they're just kind of a middling team right now. I don't watch – I don't watch – I haven't watched Stanford in three or four years and said, you know what, that's a really good team. That, to me, is kind of a problem because you should be a good team. You should be able to – you should be able to – uh, be able to beat, you should be able to beat them, to be honest with you, or you should at least be able to hang with them. And that's where I think that um, Arizona is right now. I think you're at that point. Um, as far as, you know, a school, Oregon, Oregon's got a lot of talent, but, you know, outside of the Chip Kelly years, I just never really took Oregon totally seriously just because. I didn't think Mario Cristobal was a good coach. I have no clue if the Lanning can coach or not. Uh, they look drastically outmatched against Georgia. Now, again, a lot of teams are going to look drastically outmatched against Georgia. I get that. Uh, I don't think there's any any dispute about that. But I also think that um, this is a uh, this is not a program that is unbeatable. There's only two teams in the conference. I guess I'll put it to you like this. There's only two teams in the conference that – I think that Arizona goes into that game and they have very, very little chance of winning that game. And that's USC and that's Utah for drastically different reasons. Uh, USC, I think that their skill position players just kind of overwhelmed, to be honest with you. Um, We like Christian Roland Wallace a great deal on this show, but Jordan Addison is a different player. Uh, You got Mario Williams, you got Gary Bryant, you got all of those guys. I don't know that Arizona's corners, when you get into Stukes and Rutherford and the Prysock and Davis, I just don't think that they're equipped to be able to deal with that. Then Utah, Utah is different as well because they have such a solid system in play. They have such a solid, um, you know, just downhill running game and big physical players on the defensive line that just make a difference. And, you know, it's it's a program at this point. Utah's never going to only win like four games. It just it won't happen. Utah's going to win seven games every single season because of the program that Kyle Whittingham has in place right there and what he's able to do. But, you know, from an Arizona perspective, um, if there's only two teams you go into the season, you're like, man, there's no way that uh, Arizona can uh, or that Arizona can win that or that it's going to be an incredibly hard game and you're going to need a lot of things to go well. That's kind of, you know, that's that's kind of where you're at, though, right now. You uh, you feel good about the progression, the trajectory of the program. All right. Real quick. Let me tell you about the blind sportsbook. We're now at the point where. We're now at the point where Arizona football is in the middle of the season or approaching the middle of the season. You know what you got with the squad. Why not put a little bit of money down on the bet online sportsbook with Arizona? Now, I I said before the year, I loved the over three wins. I thought that was an easy, easy uh, win right there. I still love the over three wins. I think that Arizona is more of a five or six win team, which is great progress. But as we always tell you, If you think that I'm an idiot, a lot of people do, then you can go and say, you know what? Mike Luke has absolutely no clue what he's talking about right there. I'm going to go against him right there. 
You can do that as well on the Bet Online Sportsbook app. Check it out again. And a lot of people go into these saying, man, I'm a little confused. These things can be a little bit overwhelming at times. Uh, don't be that because this is very easy to navigate. Check it out the Bet Online Sportsbook. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk about this week's game against North Dakota State. This is a pick 'em game, but I also am of the belief that Arizona, with the talent that they have, being a Power 5 team, should be able to beat North Dakota State. This was a bizarre game to schedule, to be honest with you, because you get this team the third game of the year, um, and they're gen- they're not really an FCS or a Division II team. This is a squad that is, you know, is, is a Power Five level team. So to be able to, to schedule them doesn't make a ton of sense because there's not a huge reward if you win, and there's a lot of downside if you lose. Um, but again, Arizona's got to win this game, in my opinion. Arizona should be able to win this game because North Dakota State is a program, no doubt about it. You got 12 guys in the NFL. You put in multiple quarterbacks, high round uh, draft picks recently. But again, you don't have top 25 recruiting classes or, you know, you don't you're not bringing in Pac-12 freshmen of the years or anything like that. Arizona should be able to win this game. Um, this is also going to be a very interesting game to see where Arizona is in the trenches. Um, because where when you will look at this team, when you look at North Dakota State, the first thing that you look at is how big and physical they are. Um, where is that? Where's that next step then? Can Arizona, can they be at more athletic than North Dakota State? Because I don't know that they're going to out-physical North Dakota State. I think that they can be in that discussion. I don't know that they're going to out-physical them, though. And that's kind of where you're at right there. Um, All right. Now, let's take a quick break right here. And uh, we're going to come back. We're going to give you a couple predictions on some stuff. And uh, we're going to get you ready for the Thursday show as well. All right. Come back with you. You are listening to Locked on Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Um, North Dakota, I think Arizona beats North Dakota State. Uh, we'll give you our my official prediction on Friday. But, again, um, total respect for what they've done. If this was last year, I would definitely pick North Dakota State to beat Arizona. But I think that Arizona is, and I don't think I'm breaking any news here, is a significantly more talented team than it was last year. And I also look, coming off of that performance, I look for Jaden Delora to have a really nice bounce-back game. And I look for the receivers to have a bounce-back game as well. We've talked about it before, but the receivers are going to have to be the linchpin of this squad. Um, It's the most talented unit on the team. It's the second most talented wide receiving core in the conference. And Arizona's got to be able to show what they can do right there. Um, Against uh, Mississippi State, the receivers did not play well. I mean, you had four, five, six drop passes, it seems. And when you got your quarterback not playing well, you got to be able to help him out there. And the guys weren't able to do that, which, you know, I think was a little bit disappointing for everybody involved. But, you know, again, that's kind of where we're at right now. I'm going right now. I think it's something like a 27 to 17 game. But again, we're going to give you our official 
official prediction on Friday. But it's fun being able to talk about Arizona football and not saying, oh, gosh, could we just keep the game close, something like that. We're going into games now expecting Arizona to be able to win. And that is a big, big difference from last year at this point. So, again, everybody out there, thanks a ton for listening to Locked on Wildcats. We are going to be back with you tomorrow And uh, we're going to talk some Arizona football, maybe a little bit Arizona basketball. But everybody out there, you have a great Wednesday. And thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats.